Hello, Confidence Creators. Welcome to our podcast. This is a tall cup of confidence with LT, the buddy teacher. Dr. Brooks, are you there? Yes, I am. Awesome. Happy day. How are you? I'm fine. And you? Beautiful. I'm so glad to join us tonight. This is a safe place for people to come. If they're feeling low, they're feeling like they need their cup to be refilled. This is the place where I always tell my listeners, go get your cup because we about to fill it up. You ready, Dr. Brooks? I am ready. All right. We're going to start out with just a quick introduction. I mean, I know how amazing you are, but I want my listeners to know exactly who you are and what you do and how you serve people in the world. And if you want to um, give them some ways that they can contact you, you can do that as well. Okay. Well, first of all, I am Dr. Joyce Brooks. I am currently a school administrator. I am also an entrepreneur. I'm a five-time published author, a life coach, and I'm most proud of my most recent role I've kind of taken as a mentor. I have an online business, and it's called Brooks Consulting Institute. And I can be reached on my website, brooksconsultinginstitute.org. That's brooksconsultinginstitute.org. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Joyce Brooks. And I have an email, brooksglobal31 at gmail.com. So those are just some of the ways that you can always reach out and contact me anytime. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I wanted to hurry up and clear that so that people would know exactly where they can get a hold of you. Because at the end of this broadcast, they're going to be wondering, how can I get a hold of Dr. Brooks? She's phenomenal. <laughs> you are funny. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our title. And I call this a tall cup of confidence because we have, you know, there's a lot of things going in the world right now. And there's a lot of people that are kind of in despair. They don't really know what to do, who to trust, what to believe. I mean, you know, they're watching the news, listening to the radio. People are sick, dying. I mean, there's so much chaos going on. And so people need a real safe place to go to be able to express themselves and also listen to the ideas of other people. So that's what this is all about. A tall cup of confidence. It's just a place to, to come and and to get inspired and then hopefully to be able to go out and, and transfer some of that energy and confidence onto somebody else. So I'm going to ask you our first question that I ask everybody when we come on. I always say, what do you think about confidence? How did you develop confidence? Was there ever a time? And I know it's going to be difficult because you're so confident now. <laughs> but was there ever a time when you lacked confidence in your life? Well, actually, that's a pretty easy question for me because I actually lacked confidence all of my early childhood uh, years into my teen years. Um, confidence is very important. It's a very important part of being who you are. And I can remember as a young child, I started out, I was one of those uh, kids that, you know, they were overweight. The older people called you healthy. <laughs> and so when that happened, uh, your friends are not as nice. They they see you as fat. They call you names. And uh, right now, what they said to me would have been classified as bullying. Uh, 
I didn't realize uh, at the time that uh, it was going to become such a big part of who I am because I because that took away my confidence. The confidence I had, um, it took it was taken away when all those things occurred, the negative words, the insults, the jokes. But however, as I got older and I realized an important part of my life was also going to be my health and nutrition and my appearance, I started to work on that. And that came with getting educated. And to this day, that's a constant part of my life uh, It's always to be aware of those things because uh, it really diminishes your, your confidence when other people see you a certain way. So I realized the importance of it. And as I got older and educated, I started to work on those things. And those things were a huge part of building my confidence to help me into my adult years. Beautiful. So you're saying that your confidence became more prevalent when you learned how to um, keep your weight down, maintain a healthy lifestyle, um, you're saying as you lost the weight, then your confidence grew. Part of it, it was part of it was losing the weight, and p- the other part was knowing how to, uh, you know, you can dress yourself up. You know, put it this way: if you know that you wear a size ten, you shouldn't be trying to wear a size five. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> and knowing how you can look and appear to the public, you know, that's all a part of it because you can always you know, accommodate whatever God is giving you. You just need to know how to make sure you are doing uh, what's appealing for you you and your body and to make sure that you are seen uh, when the public see you. It, you know, it should be presentable. So that was a huge part of it, not just losing the weight, but learning how to adjust and accommodate to society to make sure that I appeared as a professional, you know. Wow, that that makes me think of something because I was a little, I wasn't really chubby to other people but in my mind I was a little little overweight a little bit bigger than the rest of the girls taller right I I'm always have more bustiness than the other girls so I saw that as being overweight when it really wasn't right. it was just me being plus size model I call myself that now <laughs> but it is important to learn how to dress and to play up your assets that's one thing that I didn't learn really honestly until I was about 30 years old, you know, being a professional woman in the in the education field, I finally realized, oh, okay, this is how I'm supposed to wear this skirt. Absolutely. This is how I'm supposed to wear. These shoes go with that dress. Oh, <laughs> you know, and my mom dressed up all the time, mm-hmm. but I had a completely different style. I was more casual, but you're right. When you do learn how to dress up your assets, accentuate certain areas and still look professional. That does give you some, some really good confidence when you walk out the house and people like, Oh, wow. You look nice. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So that's the confidence question. Mm -hmm. Um, My next question is what do you think about the word success and what do you think about the word confidence? Do you think that people gain confidence as they become successful or do you think it's the other way around? Like how do you compare success and confidence? I think it depends on the person and what they've had to endure in their life. Uh, For example, I think of myself, I feel that I was uh, successful early in life as far as my education and my career and the things that I had set out to accomplish in my job, my career, you know, educational field, you know, I earned my doctorate degree. I did all these things, but 
I had confidence along the way. I had already had confidence before I started venturing into those things. Of course, it increased my confidence as I became a, a supervisor and a manager and, you know, all these uh, supervisory roles that helps to increase your confidence, but I had a certain degree of confidence already. And again, that came with me learning about me. I had to learn to like myself and love myself. And then, like you say, it had to accentuate what, what I had to make sure that when I step out into the professional world that I appear to be professional in front of other people. And that also goes along with the things you say, not just how you look, because you're talk and you're, you know, you have friends, you speak a certain way. And when you go into your field of education, you speak a certain way. And just knowing how to take all of those access together and help build your own confidence. Those two things, success and confidence, they go hand in hand. Because if you are truly confident, I think you're going to be successful at whatever you do. No matter what. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. I agree with that. And what would you say to a young woman or a young man who just really hasn't figured out their way. And like you said, you, you understand who you are, you love yourself. What would you say to somebody right now who just can't figure out how to accept what it is that God gave them? They, they can't get past their appearance. You know, they don't really like how they look. They may not be overweight. They might just, you know, Mm -hmm have acne or whatever, but they feel low. What, what advice would you give to somebody who's a young person, young woman or young man, if they, they don't have confidence? Like what, what could be a step for them to start going in the right direction? Well, I speak again from my own personal perspective. And for me, I don't, and you know, and I know this may not, I don't know about everybody's spiritual beliefs, but for me, everything starts there. When I uh, struggle with confidence and weight and everything else in my life, no matter what it is, I went to the scriptures. The word for me gives me strength. And if that, that was my first, I think, sign of how to gain confidence. I would gain strength from just reading the scriptures. When I realized that according to the word, God had always made, had already made me wondrously, I had to accept what the word said because the word is true. And mm. after reading that and realizing, hey, it's me. It's within me. The problem is within me. You know, and I had to forgive what other people said. And this is my advice to them. You need to forget what other people are saying when they look at you with the physical eye, because the physical eye is never going to show you as perfect. And none of us should be. But if they look at me with a spiritual eye and realize that, you know, I love myself and that God loves me, then if they are of God, they should love me also. So to that person that's struggling if you are spiritual or religious, whatever you want to call it, some people don't, um, you know, it may not be religion, whatever you believe in. If, if it is the same God that I believe in, then if you read those scriptures, you will gain the necessary strength, encouragement and confidence to believe in and to push forth in whatever you do. Wow. That's powerful. That is powerful. That's literally what I had to do as a young person. Mm-hmm to really start to look at myself different. I really did have to dig into the scriptures and I had to start praying, God, please let me see myself the way you Mm -hmm. see me. Cause I, I really do believe that God sees us as perfect because he made us perfect, but we get around other people and we start comparing ourselves and looking to see what he got and what she got. And we don't, 
spend enough time appreciating God's creation, which is us. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. That that's powerful. Get into the scriptures, y'all. <laughs> Get into the scriptures. <laughs> okay, so here we're gonna shift over to. We're gonna fast forward to today, okay. and we're gonna talk about what it is that you do to serve people and to help people with their confidence and, and just what type of um, coaching do you do for pe- for people? Okay. Today has all been a part of all of the years of the struggle, you know, all the years of the struggle uh, in my eyes have now come to a culminating place and it all uh, the death of my only son, uh, confidence, success, Everything I had done in my whole life uh, was all mute and void um, February the 8th, um, uh, February 2018, sorry. Uh, It's the month and year I lost my son. When that event happened, I had to pull, you know, like I say, from the scriptures. When I say that, I mean from the depths of the scriptures because everything seemed to go out the window. Everything I've taught myself, everything I had practiced, nothing mattered, nothing worked at anymore. So when I had to endure that and to find my way back, going through those scriptures helped me. And I was in the place where I was trying to figure out my next step. When I was able to finally get back on the road uh, to what I call road to recovery, which I'm still on to this day, I knew I needed to start reaching out to others and helping them and sharing what was going on in my life. And I so I started writing. I've been writing for years, but I never was publishing my, my work. And so um, that was my struggle. And then I had to have a talk with myself and God saying, how can I take these things that I know, the things I've done, my experiences, good and bad, and help other people? You know, because I knew helping others was going to help me. And I said, hey, you need to really publish your work so other people can see it, share what you've done. And that's when I met you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and you know, God put you on the path and he will put people in your life at the right time in the right place when you need them. So we have to have this chance encounter on social media, which led to the conversation we had. Uh, which ultimately led to me publishing my first my first paperback. And after that, of course, you know, the rest is history. Now I published five pieces of writing, including my latest, which is a book of poems, all inspired by the death of my son. And in the midst of doing all that, I started to build my online community of followers, building minority leaders, because my purpose and my goal became to take the things I've done and to reach out to others that needed help. Because I, I told you the story when I went through that. My biggest thing was I looked around for help and I couldn't find it. I'm like, I don't know who do I turn to? What can I read about this? What can I say about this? How am I supposed to feel about this? So I started focusing my energy uh, when I got to this place in my life where I'm at now into putting things in writing to help others. And since then, I've had two of my close friends lose their sons, unfortunately, almost in the same exact manner what happened to me and the latest one being Thanksgiving of 2020. And I was able to share my writings with them. Uh, I share my grieving through the grief ebook and the story of my son's life, what happened uh, in his life struggle. And, you know, and and the person who told me, you know, these things have helped them because they realize, again, a lot of people have never been through this. 
thank God, and they don't understand the type of grief that this is and how to help someone heal on this path. So sharing those things is my goal and to help people that are struggling uh, as a life coach, not just to deal with grief, but just to find themselves. Like you said, um, people say, hey, what am I good at? And I tell them that everybody's good at something. Everybody has a gift. And, you know, that's scriptural as a gift and whether they know it or not. So how do you find that? Some people call it a niche, you know, uh, some people call it a passion, whatever. So that's another one of the things that I work uh, with people. You know, in my, uh, I wrote the book, Think Outside the Box, on that path, trying to figure out exactly what do they do, uh, what can they do well, and how can they find and discover themselves. And it has strategies in that book, my ebook, just uh, daily, some things you could do to help take yourself on a path to pretty much finding who you are and finding what you're good at. And once you find it, how do you market this thing that you're good at? How do you take that and turn it into income or you know whatever your goal is is it your passion is it your income what to be so in my life coaching um career that's my goal is to help people find those things as well as those who know that they have a story they need to tell such as the story i had to tell or whatever has affected their life you know everybody has a story and i've had people say to me oh i really don't have anything to tell yeah think about your life your life is a walking story so are you ready to tell that story? And do you know how to tell that story? Just like my chance encounter with you, what I wanted to say, I knew how to, but I didn't know what else to do after that. So to talk to someone who can coach you into understanding, hey, you need to put this out, put this in the atmosphere, make it something worth helping uh, those that are struggling. Someone needs to hear your story, whether you know it or not. I can guarantee you, you're not the only one going through whatever you're going through. So that's a big part of what I uh, am focusing on, helping people that are willing to share, those that want to start uh, their entrepreneurship, or those that are just struggling to find their niche, those that want to talk about their grief and pain. You know, there's a variety of things that, uh, that I'm willing to offer, and I have offered, uh, especially in my online community of building minority leaders. Wow. That that was my last question, but I just actually came up with another one in my mind. And we, we have a few minutes left, so I am going to ask you this. But I thought, we, since we talked about scriptures, one of the scriptures that somebody just introduced to me in July of 2020, I had never heard this scripture before, and it carried me through up until today. I listened to it every single morning on my phone. Somebody exposed me to Psalm 91. Ooh. And she told me, she said, you need to listen to this. You need to say this. You need to read it. You need to keep it in your heart every day. And it really got me through this whole pandemic crisis. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I lost my sister in March. Oh, she yeah. passed away due to cancer. Yep. And um, my mom called me last week and said, we just lost our, one of my aunties. Oh. So it's been a devastating time, you know, with the death in the family, the sickness. Um, we've had a few people sick, not too many people sick, but we've we've met some people that have lost people. And that Psalm 91 really has been my rod and my stab. Mm-hmm. Every single day I listen to that. And it reminds me, you know, whatever's going on to the left, to the right, mm-hmm. things may be falling apart, but you are going to be okay. Yep. 
So my question to you is, what is your favorite scripture? What's your go-to when you really, really, really need courage? Because when you said Psalms 91, I thought about Psalms 37. That has been my, and everybody may take it a different way, but the scripture, and I'm going to tell you why it's my favorite. When that scripture was introduced to me, um, it was during a difficult time in my life, way when I was struggling with some marital issues and um, career issues and a lot of other things in life. And I remember looking at other people thinking, hmm, wow, they're so blessed. They got this, they got that, you know, God witnessed my time. And I wasn't supposed to say that. I didn't realize that that was not the smartest say or do, but hey, God forgive us when he know we don't know any better. (laughs) So I I learned scripture and it's Mm -hmm. a fret not for evildoers will be soon cut down like grass. And it's it's funny how just the power of that scripture, when I start to really interpret it, it starts telling me that, hey, you need to stop worrying about other people. Don't worry about about what Mm -hmm. they got. Don't worry about what they're doing. Don't worry about how they've been blessed. Because soon, if they're evildoers, they will soon be cut down. God has something for you. You need to focus on your own blessing. So that's what that scripture did for me. And I remember, and I promise you, just like you said, I used to read it every single day. That scripture used to resonate with me until I am a firm believer. You know what? I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And I'm not going to worry about and be in. You know, that's the sin to be envious or grudges against what other people got. So I started to turn that, I guess it was a thought process I had, not knowing, into just being more supportive of people when they're doing like, hey, you know, and helping them. And I realized the more I do, then my blessings came back to me. And I started to receive more just because I was learning to help support others in their endeavors. But that's Psalms 37. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that. That's, that's another one I'm not familiar with, but I'm going to go look it up tonight. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say right now to the, um, the teachers and the counselors and the coaches and, and the people who are, um, leaders and servants in their community and they're really working hard to work with the young people and they're struggling to get along in this online environment and they might be losing some confidence right right now what would you say to those educators who are out there working on behalf of these young people and and don't necessarily have a full cup they might be working a fourth of a cup (laughs) you know what I definitely, I know you're right. I I witnessed that with my own staff and what I have learned to say to them. And and, and unfortunately, a lot of them feel a lot better now than they did in the beginning when this whole technology thing was just thrown in their laps and said, use it. Because now most of them know how, but they still sadness and that responsibility, like you said, where it's their cup is not you know, they may be not able to fill their own cup because they got to fill everybody else's cup. So it's an old antique, I'm going to say, and it's it's a it's the same old saying that we've all lived by. You take those lemons and you turn them into lemonade. And I told one of my teachers, mm. I said, you know what? You know, what's the biggest struggle right now? And this person said, you know, hey, I still feel bad, for you know, about the situation. My students are in, blah, blah, blah. And so we talked. First thing you need to do is talk about it with somebody. Don't sit in silence and suffer. That's the worst thing you can do. Oh, silence, suffering, silence. Write it down. 
Start journaling. Journaling is so powerful. That's another that got me through or has still been constantly getting me through the death of my son. And even on my road to writing my first book, journaling is why I challenge a lot of people to start doing that, get an outlet for themselves if they don't want. But the next thing, you take something, you find, I don't care if it's one thing, you can find out of your own reflection or whatever, and do something positive with it. Whether you make your ebook or just make yourself a journal, you can do it, but do something that you can feel proud of coming out of the pandemic, which I, in my words, I think we eventually will be. <laughs> and you want to look back on these times and say, hey, you know what? This was a tough time, but guess what I did in the midst of it? Have something that you can celebrate because there's nothing you can do about uh, the deaths. We can't control that. We can't control the vaccine, when it's going to get out, who's going to take it, who's not. That stuff is out of our control. But there's some control, and that is your own action. So take that and do something positive. Wow. Lemon, lemons from lemonade, y'all. You got to make that situation the best way you can. You heard it from Dr. Joyce Brooks. Wow. Thank you so much. I am going to let you go because I know you got work tomorrow morning and this is a school yes. night. <laughs> so can you remind us again of how to get a hold of you and if they want to join you, your communities, if they want to go to your website, uh, buy your books, how do they get yes, a hold of Facebook you? Facebook is definitely one of my, you know, I'm on all of the other social Instagram, uh, Twitter. But Facebook is the one that uh, is probably easier. Uh, always contact me just under my name, Joyce Brooks. And my uh, media website is uh, building, I'm sorry, that's my group. My group is Building Minority Leaders. I got so many things going on. And that you're free to join is for professionals, entrepreneurs, and any field to join that. But my uh, website is brooksconsultinginstitute.org, brooksconsultinginstitute.org. Institute.org. And my web, my email is brooksglobal31 at gmail.com. And they can always contact you, the buddy teacher. And you can definitely connect anybody my way that contacts you. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Dr. Joyce Brooks. I appreciate your time, your energy, and your and wisdom. Thank you. It's been beautiful. All right. You heard it, Confidence Creatures. We are done with another episode. Go get your cup because we're going to fill it up. Hopefully we filled up your cup tonight and you can go let it run it over onto someone else. Give some motivation, some inspiration. We will be here every Sunday night for you so that you can have some support as you walk into that job space or as you walk into that business that you own Monday morning refreshed, ready to serve, and full of confidence. Thank you so much for listening. This is LT, the buddy teacher, also known as the confidence creator. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see Bye -bye. you next time. Bye-bye.